ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
Yeah, it this revelation is definitely shed some light, but also shed how grim and mysterious and I'm just gonna keep saying sinister because it, it really does feel that way. It's it's Tim Burton esque. Right? It is extremely Tim Burton esque. So if you like Tim Burton stuff, which I mean a lot of people do, I I I'm okay with it. I think his his style and it's like it's not like it's his style, but it's just he it's well known that this is what Tim Burton is into. Yeah, I mean, like, I really like Nightmare Before Christmas. Great. Yeah, it's good. Corpse Bride, uh, Corpse Bride, uh, not as much. It's all right. Right? But uh, I mean, no denying. Hey, that the Batman there, movies are there, pretty there, okay. There's a specific aesthetic that he goes for, and it works for him. It yeah, works it works. For people who like his stuff. Yeah. So, uh, the next one that we watched separately, but we watched all of it together, was Hige Hero. Did you watch episode four? Uh, I have not. I've watched episodes all the way through. I think I, think I watched episode four. I think I watched episode four. Oh, Okay. Definitely the first three, but I mean, like, is it going to be massive spoilers for me? We're not going to be like, what? What is there really to spoil other than the fact that it's about a uh, salaryman who never shaved and then he met a high school girl and then he okay. shaved? Okay, uh, I think I think to play it safe, we'll just say that we watched it and I watched definitely all four episodes. It's really good. Um, yeah, and the only reason why I mentioned that is because when we go into what I have been watching on my own. It would be a very interesting to compare and contrast Hige Hero with. Yeah, can confirm. Only watched episode three. Okay, there you go. Then thank God I didn't say anything. Um, Tokyo Revengers. That is, I, I started that one first, and then you uh, and then you uh, jumped on afterwards. Yep. Um, I wasn't gonna watch it in the beginning, but then I was like, why not? But and but we could both agree, right? It's it's basically erased, but with delinquents. Yeah, and they're not really like. like... Okay, this so, was supposed to be like a much longer running series. It's I think the the, the manga is currently up to like volume twenty. Yeah, and T- Tokyo Revengers is a manga series, and it is basically about mm, how do you explain it? Really, it's person experiences a massive traumatic ex- uh, event, and then that causes like a massive shock to him and somehow unearths superpowers, which in this case is time travel. Which is hence why we said it was erased, but with delinquents, because the main character and kind of his interactions with a lot of characters when this person time travels back to is very filled with delinquents and people getting beat up, people, you know, doing crime, kind of. Like, as much as we say it's like, it's basically erased. It's also not at the same time erased. Like erased, there's like a, a clear focus on like what the main plot is, and then like the characters keep pushing you towards reaching the conclusion of that plot. Right now, I think there's a lot of things that are happening in Tokyo Revengers that it's kind of hard to concentrate on what specifically is the main central plot. There is a, there's a central plot line, but. We're yeah, not really like that focused on it yet because there's so many things happening. Yeah, the there's time. too many different tracks, as I would say. There is like a, a, a romance track, uh, like a like a romance plot line. There is like friends plot line. There is the time travel plot line. There is, it's a lot of things to keep up with if you think about it, and they kind of each go at a slow pace rather than focus on one each one of each. And yeah, I th- like all those things are happening at the same time rather than like, let's do this 
and then do that and then do this. So you're not really progressing all that much throughout each episode. But at the same time, I mean, you're progressing quite a bit, but it's not enough to push. But you mean like quite the bit in terms of like what in terms of oh, there's a fight and at the the end of the episode, the the fight ends. Okay, that's it. Right. Like Nothing else happens to furthering the story. But then you go to the next episode, and then you unearth a little, little smidgen of what the story is about. So it's cool. I, I, I like it. But I think there's still a lot that we need to see before we can give it like full judgment, right? But as of right now, I would say it is okay. It's not bad. It is okay. It's not bad. I'm definitely going to continue watching to see what's up. But it wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Right. Well, there was a show that I thought definitely wasn't going to be good. Well, yeah, okay. okay. We, we, we need to talk about it now, just for like 30 seconds. Cestus is shit. <laughs> Cestus is fucking awful. Okay, so Cestus is a Crunchyroll. It's, it's streaming on Crunchyroll. Yep. Uh, do you remember if it's a manga, right? I think so. Oh, God. Okay, I have to double check that right but now. But I don't think there was much like of a rating on Mal for the manga. Yes, it is a manga. Do you, you, is there a score for it? I don't think there was when I looked at it. Uh, I don't know. I'm just looking at Wikipedia right now. Yeah. So this thing is not good. It's not great. Yeah, you wanted to watch it. I wanted to because why not? It's you know about fucking like Roman fighters and gladiators and shit, right? So hey, anything like that should be able to interest me. I I actually couldn't finish the episode. You managed to finish it. I f- no, 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 no. Let's be clear. I managed to finish one episode. Yeah, that's like three times more than what I watched. I watched eight minutes. Okay, yeah. Okay. It's 3D as heck. Oh, it's a 7.49. The manga? Yes. Okay. On Mal. Right. And 7.3. There's a spinoff or something? Something. I don't know. But anyways, they're both seems a lot higher than the 5.49 on I, Mal. Yeah. Um. Don't 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 waste your time with it. Or do. I, I can't tell you what to do. To be honest, I'll just say this. It's about a Roman fighter in a coliseum, and they fight. Whoever doesn't win, they die, and it's a bunch of slaves, and Cestus being one of the slaves, and then... Completely inaccurate. Why the hell would you kill your slaves so quickly? Those are th- those possessions are, are a lot of money, man. Oh, Jesus. Stop. Okay, so right? I would say if the parting thought is the most damning thing I can say about Cestus is that... It is not bad enough that you can laugh at it, like X-Arm, for example, that we've been doing last uh, season. But also, you feel guilty for laughing at it because it's not bad enough. I think it takes itself very seriously as well. And there's no fun to be had. And I think Cestus, if, if you can say Cestus as an entity, is not even having fun. No it's, one is having fun. Yeah, it's boring. Yep. Okay, so... Uh, that that's it for uh, the stuff that we've been watching as a group. Will, do you think you're ready, or you want to go to me? Uh, well, I mean, you you want to go first? I can go first. All right. Look. I mean, I'll just start off with you know some of the good stuff I've been watching. Sure, sure. Let's go. So, I mean, we're 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 still continuing this whole little secret anime mystery anime train, but at least this time, uh, it wasn't hard to guess what it was. Uh, so I've been watching this anime series, uh, called My Little Monster. And uh, it originally um, came from a manga. It hasn't been fully adapted. I don't think it ever will be. But it's a, a slice of life romance comedy. Wait, what? I'm sorry. Well, sorry. I'm sorry. Say, say that again. It's a slice of life romance comedy. Wait, I watched it. No, I don't think you actually have watched it. No, I haven't. I'm, 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 I'm setting you up. You probably would it... be able to watch it. You probably would. Yeah. But I mean, I watched it before you. I know it's weird. What? I actually, wa- I actually watched a slice of life. 
that has comedy and romance romance too and i actually like it so it's about a a girl of course right boy and a girl or a boy and a boy girl girl. there's always going to be a couple of sorts right a couple uh, uh, two people of interest and one is a a very very cold and serious person the other one is a very joyful but also very stupid person yeah okay and they learn to sort of coexist with each other like why does one person's whose personality is very completely opposite of the other person's personality how are they supposed to be able to to come together and actually get along and then when they actually start unearthing more about each other it turns out they actually have feelings for each other and then you just you know go through the whole notions of watching their shenanigans making new friends and really coming to terms with what it means to be loved and what to what it means to love someone you know teenage shit Surprisingly, though, I actually really like this one. I don't really watch a lot of Slice of Life or Romance, but this is one of the few where I can actually say, hey, I give it an 8 out of 10 oh, or so, 4 out of 5. So basically, this is uh, – I, I think I said this. This is your – this is the beginning of uh, Fluffy-sama well, Will. So I've watched Arahana. Yeah, there you go. Um, I wouldn't count Sakurako because it's not really edgy or fluffy or whatever. It's just it's just another good it's just another de- de- decent show. Uh, Fruits Basket. Yeah, there uh, you go. I'm waiting to watch season two because it's another 25 episodes of greatness. Um, and then now My Little Monster. Yeah. So and you watched a bit of Toradora. I did. You yeah. watched a bit of A Place Further Than the Universe. Yep, I did. Uh, so there you go. Hey, you're building up your repertoire, your resume. What, what, what's next, Clanad? Clan after story. Uh, I, I'm like I'm like thinking, going through my mind. I'm looking at you because like you're the one. You're you're the fluffy encyclopedia. Yeah, but it's it's not really. There's so many avenues you can go down, but which one is the right one for you? Will is well, I mean all of them, right? Apparently, according to you, it's, if, as long as I'm going down the fluffy path, it doesn't matter which direction I take, right? How about Silver Spoon? What what is that? That's an anime. <laughs> Hold on, I never, I've never heard of this before. Wait. You've never heard of Silver Spoon? No. Oh God! I can't even say that. Looking at the image, I have no I have so, idea. So, uh, for those who are unaware, Silver Spoon is an anime based on a manga, and it is literally about a city boy growing up in a high school that is an agricultural high school. Right. That and, explains why there's horses and cows everywhere. And it is slice of life as heck. Oh, it's A One Pictures as well. It's also really good. There's not a lot of romance, or if any, really. But in terms of slice of life and just comfiness, fluffiness, Silver Spoon is a pretty classic choice. I, gave, I think you gave it a 9 out of 10. Yes, I did give it a 9 out of 10. Yeah, I was looking at your mouth earlier. Yeah. 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 Sorry for invading your privacy. Jesus. Yeah. It's supposed to be private, bro. But you also, well, you made it public for me. Wait, I, you can't make it public for certain people. I was able to see what you've been reading. I, I saw you dropped Yasuke this morning. Wait, how's that? Okay, yo, 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 yo what, what, <laughs> fuck, we'll talk about you this. Need to, you need to fix up your privacy yeah, settings. Yeah, I need to fix privacy settings. Actually, having you being able to access it is actually what I wanted from the start because yeah. I, I don't want a lot of people to see it. But hey, anyways, um, yeah, that's good. So, yeah, okay, just <sighs> My Little Monster is, is great. You can watch it. You watched it on Netflix, right? It, uh, Netflix in Hong Kong, and it's Netflix also Kong. available on Crunchyroll. Is that Absolutely. correct? It should it shouldn't be a hard show for you to access. Uh, Only thirteen episodes. Well, it's quick and easy. Uh, yep. Okay. Yeah. I mean, thirteen episodes. It's still quite long. I mean, like that's 
several hours, but you don't have to watch it in one sitting. I didn't. I watched it over a couple days. Okay, so now that we have said those things, we will now give – I will now give the floor to Will to talk about a certain show that I have consumed a little bit of. Okay, he's drinking his water. He's getting his – he's getting ready. Do you need to do like the Dory Mi Fa, you know, like No, the... no, I'm not I'm not about to give this any prep. Whatsoever. All right, bring it. Go Let's go. In. Do I oh do I need to time this? So on Thursday, at least Thursday in Hong Kong, we got the drop of Yasuke. Yasuke, the animation, the original, done by LaShawn Thomas, with Lakeith Stanfield as the main voice actor. Who who's LaShawn Thomas? <laughs> so he has worked on several different Western properties, so say for example, like The Legend of Korra, um, The Boondocks. So he's done a couple of um, shows that were originally on Nickelodeon, Adult Swim, uh, over in the U.S. Um, and then he also then created a anime original called Cannon Busters. This one was done off of a Kickstarter. Uh, it went live a couple years ago. I remember watching it, and I wasn't, I didn't hate on it, but I wasn't impressed by it either. The main issues I had with it was whilst the music and the visuals are great, um, especially with the visuals being done by a small studio, it actually like was was on par of what I hoped to see. The issue was that the story was very jumbled, and I didn't quite understand what the plot was telling me. Um, I'm not going to spoil it because I feel like if you cared enough to watch it, you would, um, but based off of me i mean I, I it's it's hard for me to to tell you to watch it but yasuke is an yasuke is a netflix anime original right yes so um, it's not available anywhere else you have to go through netflix right and yeah. it's available thursday the- no it was already it came out on thursday at least thursday uh, hong kong time right um so it it was a worldwide premiere i think it's on every uh version of netflix and it's an anime original you said yes and it is only six episodes yes i thought i had the floor sorry yeah um so it's six minutes each episode 30 minutes long um the Keith Stanfield, uh, he's done you know several different shows and movies. One of which uh, is Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta. I haven't watched the show, but I heard, uh, hear a lot of good things about it. Um, he does the voice for Yasuke. So he's the main voice actor uh, for the music. The music director is Flying Lotus, who's one of my favorite uh, electronic slash lo-fi hip hop uh, music artists. Does some really really great work, and he was in charge of doing the opening, doing the general music for the show. So you get a lot of kind of like hip-hop-y, samurai champloo vibes. Uh, the animation is done by one of my favorite studios, one of the most consistent studios recently, MAPPA. Uh, MAPPA's been doing a lot of great work over the last two years, and they were in charge of doing the animation for the show, for, for Yasuke. So you had a, a, a director who has had experience with not just, you know, Creating, uh, working on Western media, but also creating his own anime, albeit you know, two middling successes. Some say more successful. I think it's just okay. And then there is also you know, Flying Lotus, great music producer. Mappa Studios, great anime studio. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield, good actor with a good voice that matches the main character. What could possibly go wrong? That's where I was massively betrayed because the opening music is fantastic. The opening montage where it starts zooming into feudal Japan, amazing. Visually, orally, amazing. And then the robots show up. 
and then the magic arrows show up. And then the mechas show up. And then the furries show up. And then wizards start showing up. And then all of a sudden, like, you start wondering, what the hell is actually happening in this show? And I felt really let down because I was really hoping that it would be more of, like, a historical piece as opposed to a fantastical piece. Like... I think you and I already talked about this before, right? If it's a sci-fi setting, if it's a if it's a fantasy setting, cool. You could have robots and mechas. You could have magic powers. You can have furries and werewolves and shit. Cool. But there's got to be substance to it. There's got to be a reason why these things exist in this world. Why the fuck are there samurai who fight with swords when you can easily just blow them up with a laser from a fucking robot? None of it makes sense. And the more you watch it, you can't help but feel that you, even the studio themselves, were a little bit betray- betrayed because the fight sequence were, were beautiful. The music is done great. The sound is fantastic. The voice acting is also really good, both from an English standpoint and a Japanese standpoint. Yes, I've watched both. Both are great. But the story, man, there's no consistency to it. I don't understand what the story's about. Like, I thought we're supposed to be focusing on Yasuke, who is uh, a, a warrior, a samurai of African descent that served under Oda Nobunaga, who was one of the daimyos who wanted unification of Japan back in the 1500s. But we don't focus on that. No. We're focusing on this little girl who has fucking, like, Jean Grey powers. She's, like, fucking Dark Phoenix. And all of a sudden, like, everybody's trying to chase after her and take her powers because they're going to make their society more powerful. But then fucking, uh, fucking Yasuke comes in and is like, no, I will protect you. I'm a drunk, but I will protect you. Cool. What the fuck are you going to do? Oh, no, this girl is super powerful. She's going to blow shit up. And then all of a sudden, there's a, there's a fucking pastor. There's a, there's, 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 there's a fucking missionary from Europe who's like, no, black is bad. This guy's bad. Then the racism starts kicking in. Then the sexism starts kicking in. And I don't understand. It's like, is this supposed to be a black exploitation TV series? Is this supposed to be a... Is this like an Abe Lincoln vampire hunter kind of thing? Is it like based on real people but in a fantasy setting? But then the fantasy setting also has mechas, which is it's like cyberpunk. But like there's also like magical auras and werewolves. So like what, what, what's, what's, what's the general theme? What's the story? I, I'm, I'm halfway through and I still have no idea what the fuck's going on. And it's supposed to finish in three more episodes. Like, I don't know. To, to those who, like, who, who here, Mappa Studios, Lakeith Stanfield, LaShawn Thomas, fucking Flying Lotus, the, all this put together should make for a fantastic show, but the story just leaves me wanting something concrete, something of substance. I unfortunately cannot recommend you watch the show, but in the end, it's up to your own curiosity to open up Netflix and crack the show open and see for yourself what the fuck I'm talking about. Because even after all this, I still don't know what the fuck the show's about. So I'll just leave that at that. All right. It has a 6.14 on on my anime list. It was a 6.41 yesterday. Okay. And it's been going down and down. Over the last 24 hours, it's gone down by 0.3 points. More than, the, more than that. Yeah. Okay. You you good, bro? I've been better, but dude, that, that let, let's just try and bring up the mood again. Let's just bring the shit back up again. Let's not talk about me anymore. Let's talk about you. Yeah. You, you've been watching stuff too, right? I'm, yeah. I'm, I hope that you had a better time than me. Uh, mm, mm, like a 
uh, like two two thirds of it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start with the shit. Oh so, my god. <laughs> you also had some. Not I wouldn't say it's a bad experience. So I think but. I think last episode we talked about Hige Hero yeah. and sort of or Hige Wasaru, which we praised and we just talked about it earlier. And we said it's pretty good. Pra- praise is a bit strong. I would say it was it was, oh, a, it was I, a good show. I, I, I would give it praise for okay. sure. Um, and then I said that on Crunchyroll there is another show called Koi Kimo. Obviously, the 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 title is way longer, but the shortened version is called Koi Kimo. It's based on a uh, a web manga. I think the full title is Koi o Nobuni wa Kimochi wa Rui which stands for it's too sick to call this love. Now, if that title doesn't cause some concern, yeah, well, anyways, I watched it, one episode of it, because I thought I would actually watch more, and I couldn't. And it's interesting because the reason why I mentioned Hige Hero is because this also features a relationship of some sort between an older gentleman, and a young high school girl. What could possibly go wrong? (sighs) Okay. This anime is utter trash. I... Okay, okay. Let's break this down. So, what it's about, it's basically about this really successful businessman, blonde hair, like, just supposed to be very good-looking and very successful and very charismatic. And then, one day, he was saved by this high school girl. He was about to fall down a flight of stairs, and she kind of, like, reined him in to, like, save him. After that fateful encounter, this person is really, really all of a sudden enamored by this high school girl and she's like the high school girl's like no way man this is this is mad creepy i gotta go to school i'll check you out i'll 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 see you some other time whatever and then the businessman is like okay what oh man i want to know who she is then he goes home after his day of work and opens the door to the living room surprisingly there there is that girl who saved his life and it turns out that she is uh, the best friend of the guy's younger sister. Okay. And then he professes his love to this high school. Wait, 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 wait. How, how many episodes are you in when he starts professing his love? I think this is like about eight to ten minutes in. Of oh, episode one? Of episode one. What? Okay. Okay. So, basically... I have to say, the only sane person in this show is the female main character high school girl. And everyone else is deranged. And I'll explain why. First of all, the male main character is obviously deranged because he does really stalkerish stuff, which I will get into in like just a little bit. Yeah, what you said to me is as, he's hella creepy. Yeah. And even, and yo, okay, so let's start with that too then. He's, he does stuff that is hella creepy. Yeah. The main female character says, dude, you're being hella creepy. Get away from me. And his response was, oh, yeah, talk back to me like that. I love that. Okay? Okay. And then the male main character's 
little sister, who's the best friend of the female main character, has no issues with the two of them, quote unquote, dating. But at the same time, describes her brother, her older brother, her dashing older brother, as a scumball. That was the direct subtitle translation that I read. It was not misconstrued. It just says the word, my brother is kind of a scumball. Hey, okay. man, if Crunchyroll calls him a scumball, he probably is a scumball. Okay, and then he would send, every day he would send her a flower, one flower. Kind of like a what, coronation or something like that. Anyways, so then the mom would receive the delivery, and she interprets this as super romantic. Because it's one flower, man. And one flower is just like the your your Japanese name, one flower, you know? And it's just like, oh, yeah. Like, isn't it great? No. Um, they meet up by coincidence at a supermarket. And this is towards the end of episode one. And we're still at episode one. <laughs> towards So sh- the main female character has to go buy groceries for the mom. And then bumps into the main male character by coincidence. And then he follows her around saying, oh, you're going to buy that shampoo, right? The shampoo that you like a lot, which is this brand. Oh, your favorite color is this. Your favorite food is this. Which is like just mad, mad creepy. Then on top of that, they arrive. uh, They're walking around. Then they arrive at a sample shop. And by the way, at this point, the female main character is like, just get away from me, please. And the guy is just having a ball. He's he's enjoying it. Then the guy, uh, there is like a samp- sample, like food sampler place where he's like, oh, hey, do you want to try this this sausage? Yeah. You know, and they put on a toothpick and give it to him. And they try, oh, it tastes really great. And give it to the guy. And, and they say, oh, you guys are a couple. And then she's like, no. And he's like, yes, okay, whatever. He's basically forcefully grooming her. And then they throw away, she throws away the toothpick because she obviously finished using it. The male guy stands next to the trash can and stares at the trash can. So, okay, if that wasn't obvious enough, they do the anime thing of the arrow from his eyes, and then they show, like, increments of steps to the trash can. And then, if that's not good enough confirmation, the girl turns around because she realizes he's not following her. and is like, you are not thinking about picking up that toothpick, right? And the guy says... That's crossed my mind. Was it too obvious? Holy shit. The romance comedy part of this is there's no comedy. There's no romance. The anime should not be called, it's too sick to call this love. It should be called an example of when you should get a restraining order. The title of the first episode is, he's not entirely bad. What the fuck, Will? Like, I'm not even talking about the age gap difference. Like, he's in his 30s, and then he's she's 17. Like, I'm not even going to talk about that. That's really weird enough on its own. Or, or like, whatever, right? Because like, like, Hige Wasoru follows a similar kind of age gap, right? But we don't really talk shit about that. Like, there's other things to focus on. And, like, people actually like even, the show. It's, even, it's real. Even when the age gap is not an issue. You would still... Or or no, even if they're the same age, those actions and conduct is just not... It's just... It's... She, it, it's 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 grooming, it's stalking, it's invasion of privacy. It, it's almost... And sexual harassment, kind of. Harassment, yeah. Okay, all right. 
Well, I thought, I thought I had a bad time watching an anime. <laughs> it is a travesty that when I say that there is an age gap romantic comedy kind of thing, people might even look at this and Hero and not know which of the two. It is a travesty. I mean, the age gap, both of them have it, right? Yes. But, but, but one plays it at home where it's like exploring what it means to have a potential relationship with this age gap whereas the other one it's it's like you said it's not about age at all it's just no. about it's just about a creepy man doing creepy things to, to to a young girl who is the only person that is aware of how messed up this whole thing so is so it's just like everyone else around her is just basically enabling this shit behavior yes at least the first episode i have not met one person other than the main female character telling everyone that everyone is crazy they all think like, oh, he's harmless or he's just being uh, affectionate. I don't know, dude. This is why we have incels, man. Okay, so I'm done with that bullshit. How are we doing on time, Will? Uh, we're fine, dude. We're completely fine. Okay, then let's talk about something else that even though – let's talk about isekais. Isekais. So I think isekais are pretty, you know, done to death. And there are, there's so goddamn many, man. And I watched one. It's called Slime 300. It's the shortened term, of course. It is based on a light novel, and there is a manga adaptation. The full title, which I will not say the English, uh, the Japanese full title because I don't think I can. But the English full title is I've Been Killing Slimes for 300 Years and Maxed Out My Level. And it's essentially about a woman, an office lady who collapsed due to over-exhaustion at work and then gets reincarnated as an immortal, cute wizard. And she just doesn't want to do any of the heroic stuff that comes with, you know, all those typical isekais that you hear about being the hero and having massive quests. Yeah, saving the planet. Creating a band of merry men and going off and saving the world or, or, your, yeah. or your kingdom. You know, the, you, like like that kind of fantastical dream. No, all she wants to do is just, yeah, I'm just going to go to this starter town, like this town that is like very unassuming, very harmless, and just chill on top of a hill. Ha, nice rhyme. Yeah. And then she is surrounded by these slimes that are, for all intents and purposes, extremely, extremely weak. That can die when you flick them with a finger. So then, but because she's immortal, she kills these slimes over a period of 300 years and essentially maxed out her in-game or in-world level to 99. And then hilarity ensues. Uh, Basically, it is a lot of cute girls doing cute things in an isekai but it's very slice of life there's not much point like there's not grand quests there is no like evil person it's just more like this woman who gets a second chance at life literally and then decides to just take it easy but is also hella strong so she tries her best to be as relaxed and as kind of I don't want any of this heroic stuff. I just want to be in my little corner for the rest of my life. And just kill slimes. And just kill slimes. And it's okay. It's okay. It's pretty good. I will check it out. I will continue to check it out. Um, Got a preliminary score for it right now? 
Uh, I would say it's like a seven. Like a three and a half out of five? Three, three to three and a half out of five, yeah. Right. So it's not like fantastic, but like it'll do. It'll do for like some easy like light watching. It's extremely chilled and laid back. Yeah. Very slice of life, very lighthearted. There's nothing special about it, but there's nothing terrible about it either. I mean, it's a slice of life isekai, right? Like yeah. how groundbreaking is a slice of life going to be? And it's um, I wouldn't say the comedy is extremely funny, but it's it's good enough. Yo, dude, like he just wanted to have like a chill day, just you know, an hour or two of just light anime watching. That sounds like a pretty decent show to put on, right? Yeah. Where did you watch it? I watched it on Crunchyroll. Got it. Okay. All right. So, so get your Crunchyroll subs on. Uh, I think last episode we talked about video games. Yes. And I, we name dropped a certain video game called The World Ends With You. Which I haven't played, but you have. I have on the DS. And they announced a animation, which we also told you in last episode, and yep. I have watched it. Needless to say, don't watch it. Basically. Wow. Okay. If you really want to know about... If you really want to play the game, you should play the game. Because, to be honest, the thing that I it was most impactful to me about The World Ends With You, the game was the battle mechanic and the art. And kind of the music. I mean, the music, some people, I think, might not like it, but it was okay for me. In the anime, the art style is pretty good. It's like that cel-shaded 2D, 2.5D. So it looks very clean and very nice. And it's not blocky or janky, so it doesn't look too bad. In fact, it looks really good. The enemies, on the other hand, look... Very 3D and glossy and shiny. So it is based off of, as you would expect, a video game. It's about a guy that wakes up in Shibuya. And long story short, he has to battle his way out of Shibuya, make friends. There is this evil faction that wants to kill these people. So on and so forth. The pacing for this anime is insane. Within... The, the first episode shouldn't even be a first episode, per se. It should just be an info dump, okay? I've played the video game, so I know what was going on. And even the video game, I would say, has pacing issues. So to say that the anime has pacing issues is, like, doubly worse. Like, and I know what's going on. Or, like, I remember bits and pieces of what's going on. Well, I, the game came out, like, 14 years ago. Yeah, so, but I still remember bits and pieces and seeing it, you know, things come flooding back in. But... I was like, wow, you would not understand all these terms that they're throwing out. What's a pact? Okay, I know what I know what the English version means, and I can surmise what it means. Oh, what are these like enemies called? And then I was just And then there are the like, Reapers, but what are Reapers? What are what, what is going on? Like, oh it's just See the problem with those kind of adapt- adaptations is like you kind of expect people who are watching this to have already played or like understand the property. So like if you knew about, for example, like Tower of God, you would have read Tower of God and then watched it. Or like if you played, if you like know about the world ends with you, then like they would assume that for the most part, okay, people would have played it and then got into the anime. But to be fair, with Persona, the Persona uh, anime series, even though I don't like the Persona Five the anime, I love Persona Five the game. Right. But Persona Five the anime, I thought wasn't that great. Persona Four the anime was pretty good, and the Persona Three movies were really good. And similarly with Tower of God. 
there is you don't have to play the game to see some good and appreciation of the story. For example, you and I will we don't we have not oh no in the beginning you've read some of the webcomic, right? Yeah. A webtoon of um Tower of God. But yep. you could you could still watch Tower of God and still appreciate and gain a lot from oh, it. Oh yeah, I mean they take away some of the they, they take away quite a lot, but you don't take away stuff that's like, oh, we don't know what this character's name is. We don't know what these monsters are. We don't know what this world is. Like, at least they'll give you everything. In the just, world ends with you. Yeah. The guy literally wakes up in the middle of the street, and then it, it starts. Okay, the game starts very almost exactly the same, but that's a game. This is not a game. This is an anime. The battle mechanics that I... And I think a lot of people who play the game is so fond of is obviously not there because it's an anime. I have, I'm sure that there are plenty of people who have played the game that looked at this anime and know what's going on and like it a lot. I don't think if you've played the game, you would gain much from it at all, which is very reflective of the score on my anime list that it has. I think it has like, I don't know, what, like low six? 6.23. There you go. So, yeah. But if you look at, uh, the Google Play Store or you know the the Apple um, the App Store, the game's there for like seventeen eighteen bucks. At least in the Google Store, it's uh, on the Play Store, it's like four point seven stars out of five. So if anything, save yourself the subscription or like just don't watch the anime and play the game instead. The game is good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, let's talk about Pretty Boys. Well, I think you've been excited to talk about this one, right? Has, Jesus Christ, it, when you say it like that, it makes me sound like a creep. Hey, when you say, let's talk about pretty boys, it's kind of hard to put a spin on it, right? Okay, fine. So, there is a series of light novels and anime uh, called the Monogatari series. Which you which you love. And right? I like, I sincerely love the whole series from beginning to end. It was a fantastic watch. There is a, so many episodes. There's like, what was it? We calculated it was like 40-something hours or something. I think if you were to watch it all back to back to back, you'd have to open and like just glue your eyes to the TV for well over two days straight. Right, yeah. So there's like, there's like, there's like, uh, there's OVAs, there's like short anime series, there's long anime series, there's movies in between as well. So, and it's still ongoing. The whole shebang. It's made by Studio Shaft. So I I really like the Monogatari series in general, and Nishio, who is the original writer of the novels, I think is pretty talented. This person then has created a new novel series back then as well. So it's not new per se. It's called a Pretty Boy Detective Club. It is also now an anime this season, and it is made by Studio Shaft. It's also directed by the same visionary director who directed the Monogatari series. So Bakke Monogatari and pretty much all of the Monogatari stuff. He is the director. And if you like the Monogatari series... This is essentially monogatari, but instead of a guy surrounded by women, it is one girl surrounded by a bunch of guys. It's like the high school club anime, right? Yes, that's correct. Or on high school host club. That's it. So essentially, 
It's Oron High School Host Club, which actually is a pretty good anime in of itself. Mm. And it's it's uh, Oron High School Host Club mixed with Monogatari, and you will have Pretty Boy Detective Club. They I mean, eat, like the story itself, it's written by... Yeah, Nishio. Nishio. It's directed by the Morgatri people. From Studio Shaft. It's so it's essentially the the re, the, the they reunite and make this property with basically all the people who are involved in the Monogatri series. It's cool because I, I think this is just us personally talking as well. It was like one of the studios you, you do like, which is Shaft, it's like they haven't really done all that much recently. So for them to no, come No, they up- did the Madoka Magica stuff. Okay, but like outside of that though, like, no, they're not as active, right? I mean, like triggers coming out with a lot of stuff recently. Mappa's coming out with a lot of stuff. Cloverworks and the last, uh, the last Monogatari of the main arc was covered like two years ago or something. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you're right in terms of the repertoire recently. So it's cool to see that you know they're they're back with something that if you are a fan of Shaft, if you are a fan of uh, Nishio, yep, then this should be something that will. Keep your company. It'll be it'll, it'll be a good it'll be a good time. Like in terms of the witty dialogue, uh, even the stop gaps of the ch- different chapters that Monogatari is known for, the camera angles, the shot composition, the music is really good. I just feel that this is an anime that has flown under the radar, and I think partially because when you hear the title "Pretty Boy Detective Club," you're just gonna be like. Anime guys, like, come on! But look, it threw it flew under the radar for me as well. I did not know that it was written by Nishio. I did not know. Oh, I mean, the original work was written by Nishio. I did not know it was directed by the same group of people who did the Magadri series. I didn't know it was Studio Shaft until like a, a coincidence. One day, I was just seeing what is airing this season. It's really good. That that that's really it. You should watch it if you like the Monogatari series. If you don't, you should also still watch it because it's good. That's it, really. Sounds like uh, at least like of the solos that you've watched, there was some good stuff, right? For me, like I had one good show and one not so good show. I had two for two. Yeah, uh, so, two two too good, too bad. Yeah. So like, world ends with you, Koi Kimo. Nah, like skip it. But then the other one is like, um, you're. Your two shows that you did enjoy watching, right? Pretty Boy, that one you liked, right? And then Slime Three Hundred, that one you said was okay. It wasn't like fantastic, but it was like it's a good watch. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I, I mean, I can recommend My Little Monster for sure. It's a fun watch, a very easy watch as well. But uh, it was not easy to get through like the first three episodes of fucking Yasuke. Yeah. All right, so I will end. We'll end this section with what I'm about to say, which is, so we talked about Hige Hero. And then we talked about Koi Kimo. And, and they're both age gap romance kind of stuff. Yeah. There is an anime and there is a manga uh, that I have read recently. And I will watch the anime. That is also an age gap romance. But instead, this one I've also heard many positive things about. In fact, I've heard one person even say that if you were to sort of want to appreciate or understand what this age gap romance genre is about, you should read After the Rain or watch the anime that's made by Wit Studio. We are talking about how awesome Wit Studio was last episode or even the episodes since the dawn of time. They produced this 
and we will see how it goes. I have, I think it's decent so far, but I haven't really seen what makes it what people say it about it is. Yeah, I mean, give it some time to marinate. Yeah, I right? mean, there's ten, there's ten volumes, there's one season. I will, cons- I, I can see myself consuming quite a good amount of it. All right. Oh my god. It's it, it, what this past fifty minutes has been pretty intense. It's huh? been emotional, hasn't it? I feel like I've had my heart ripped out many times, and then I managed to come back because, in the end, I still love anime. I still love manga. Yeah, I feel like I was staring at that screen for Koi Kimo and was like, "This can't be. This 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 thing looks so harmless, but if you think about it, it's the worst thing on the human planet." For me, it was like when I was put on the spot to talk about Yasuke. It felt it hurt, right? Like I I I would, I would never want to. Go ahead and just bash someone's work. I, 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 again, when, even whatever I said, I'm not bashing the show. I'm just trying to get some clarity as to what the show is trying to mean, trying to portray to me. And I've I've watched a fair amount of bad shows. Look, I don't wish anything ill or bad of exactly. Anybody. We don't we don't want to wish ill will or something bad to happen to the creators or the staff. But when you produce a work, a literary work, you know, a movie, a TV series, or anything really, and you're putting it out there for the public to consume, I think it's just as fair for the public to assess. You're putting yourself up for critique. Yeah. Yeah. And and we and we pay money to consume it, and we feel to a certain extent that we need to feel like our purchase was justified. Yeah. Now, does that mean that you go and make death threats? No. Does that mean that you go and wish that this person will never succeed or produce anything ever again? No. But what this means is this one thing, specific thing that we consumed, we sh- we can have an opinion and we should. Yeah. And unfortunately for for me, like Yasuke, it's not on my palate. For you, Koikimo, definitely not on your palate. It, it's in the bin. That's the palate. Yeah. Right? You, it's on your palate. You threw that whole fucking palate away, right? Yeah. And then I felt like my mouth was messed up and, and, and then I, you and then you put the trash can which the pellet was in outside and then you called the police to say can you take the shit away from me and the police like this is not our responsibility you have to call someone even you have to call the higher ups so they have to burn I, I burned it and then buried it in the ground and even the dirt was like bro it started, it started to erode man. bro it's like <laughs> bro bury a seed but don't bury this yeah look i'm sure there are people that can find some enjoyment out of yasuke because I mean, you've watched like a little bit as well. Yeah, I watched. The, the, I watched like ten minutes. The fu- but the fight sequence is fantastic. The choreography in the fight was pretty good, right? Actually, I watched the first episode, not the first ten minutes, but right. But it's it's like, visually, it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's music good. wise, it's so good. I I still think that the music, if you were to take everything out and put it in like the Ghost of the Shell or like a Blade Runner, it would just be very good as well. Cyberpunk sci-fi. Yeah. Kind of like. That's not to say that the music is bad. It's the opposite. I feel like the music is really good. And I feel like using it in this context adds something to it rather than it being, oh, this is of that genre. Yeah. It's not It's not just a show with good music. It is The music is part of the show. It helps to drive the narrative. It helps to push characters from point A to point B. It's just that, unfortunately, certain characters – whilst developing aren't necessarily important to the overall story because the story itself couldn't decide what it's trying to tell you. 
Okay, so that's yeah. what we've been watching. There is no news section because there's, really not much. there's not really that much that's going going on recently. I think it's more just you know, okay, new manga coming out, new realizations coming out, new anime that's getting adapted. Oh, manga is ending. Yeah, anime is gonna. Oh, this is good. This anime has a premiere date. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There is one thing. There is one thing. What is it? Blue period. Oh yeah, blue period. It has announced an October date of uh twenty twenty one. They announced uh, a trailer. They showed a trailer. I think it looks pretty good. I'm pretty happy with it. So for those who don't remember, uh, one of the manga series that Jason had uh, been reading and was actually you know pushing the listeners to check out is Blue Period, which is based on what? It's 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 based on like art. Is it? It's, yeah, it's, it's based on art. Yeah, like art composition and about a uh, a high school kid trying to get into art university, and it is really good. It's just really good. I I I can't sing enough. It won an uh, a manga award. Was it on like five or six volumes now, right? Uh, or more. The third volume of the English translation is out, but I think that there are five to six volumes. Definitely enough to uh to have one season. Cool. Okay. There is also another anime called My Senpai's Annoying that I mentioned that I read the manga for, and they announced an October release date for the anime 2021 as well. But no trailer. All right. So this anime is going to be coming out in fall. That is right? correct. Fall 2021. So then summer comes around and then it becomes fall. Yep. <sighs> so sorry, there is a minor news section, but yeah, that that that's it really. Yeah. But to be fair though, it's like we've been catching up on stuff we've been watching this season. There's still some stuff we haven't started watching yet, but those are sequels. So I think like less pressing to get to them. Like we're talking about like Nomad, like Megalobox Two. We're talking Moriarty. Two- we watched. We have. We have not watched the second episode of Two Year Eternity yet. Yeah, but, but I. I know what's it about. Yeah, you know what it's about because you've read ahead. I. I'm still in the dark. I'm hoping there's going to be some good, some 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 happy feelings, happy thoughts. But nope. So far, it's, nope. it's been grim. Nope. Yeah, I mean, I thought I watched some dark shit, but this is, this is different. This is like in the feels dark, man. It hurts, but hey. Hopefully, you know, with other shows we've been watching this season, we'll be able to bring our moods back up. Um, I, actually, when we uh, go on break and then we come back, I think that the, the, our main discussion topic will perk our mood back up. Uh, I, I think we should just leave it here. Yeah. I, I know what you're going to say. I just Let's just take a break and just chill. Yeah. yeah. And refresh ourselves and then come back. Yeah. With a clear mind. Maybe a uh, refreshed perspective maybe changed personalities yes uh changed the 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 type of uh perspective that we have been giving on certain things yeah all right so i think that's it oh my god i feel like i feel so bad that we kind of just shat on uh, we didn't shat on everything yeah i, I think we, we we just basically gave our thoughts and as harsh or as, as brutal as it may have been like this is really how we feel we're not saying it's fucking awful and these people should reconsider doing other stuff. No, far from it. It's like we appreciate the effort you put into it. Unfortunately, I, I didn't enjoy it. There, there are other things I did enjoy of, of, of the show, of yeah. whatever I watched. I, I did not enjoy a single moment of Koi Kimo. That's different, though. That one's like the world ends with you. At least I can be like, all right. I can see what I can see where they, they did work and see how they tried. But yeah, like, right. Koi Kimo is just they didn't even try to be less creepy. Dude, it's too sick to call this love. Then what do you call it? You call it... Oh, gee. Oh, I gotta go, bro. I Obsession? Just... Okay, just... Uh... Stocking? So we'll come back after the break, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah.
things kind of uh, went a little. Um, when you say overboard, or you think like we 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 look? I feel bad for overdoing it in a way, but I also don't feel bad. I'm just gonna enjoy the strawberry milkshake while we talk about our main discussion topic. Hey man, the energy levels started high as we needed it to be high, and now you know it drained a bit, so need need a bit of a bit of a break. Sweeten things up. Yeah, the strawberry get... milkshake is pretty sweet, pretty good. Yeah, I got myself a, a black and white. I don't actually have any idea what a black and white milkshake is from Shake Shack. Vanilla and it's chocolate. Fa- is it vanilla and chocolate or is it like white know. chocolate and dark chocolate? Oreo? I don't know. It could be like cookies and cream, but it doesn't taste like cookies and cream. I don't know. Okay. It just tastes like a lot of sugar. So, everyone, welcome back. This is our main discussion topic, which is about deres. Now, what's a dere? What's a dere? What kind of language is that? De- it's a dere. Oh my God! What, what is? What, what are you doing? Well, well I mean, you we had to explain to not just me but the listeners what right. uh, so, Dere is, right? Dere is essentially an archetype, a character archetype. It's a description of a certain character that describes a a certain subset of anime characters that appear in either anime or obviously manga, or even like any medium. We focus a lot on Japanese anime and manga, but. Of course, this can pertain to Western uh, media as well, and we will list examples of that as well. Yeah, like you know, whenever we talk about characters and shows, like we always associate certain traits to certain types of characters, right? There's like the vindictive one, the vengeful one, the angry one, right. the the sad one, blah blah blah. These, so whatever we talk about here in this episode, you will see parallels or variations of it in Western media as well. Right. So dere is uh, comes from the term dere dere in Japanese, which is an onomatopoeia meaning love struck or lovey dovey. So what that means is that dere types or dere character types are characters that express their affection in different ways or on different levels. And most of the dere types talk about how they react to becoming love struck or how they treat their love interest. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that this character is in love or someone's in love with them. It's just their perspective on how to deal with the topic of love in general, right? Yeah, but usually, usually, usually. It, it's about a particular There are, are going to be some characters that like are, are deemed a specific character trait, a specific personality type, but they don't necessarily have a love interest. It's just how they're described. You know? Right. So in terms of the data types... If you were to Google that, you would see a bunch of different, uh, you know, main types, subtypes, so on and so forth. We kind of made an executive decision to only have the four main types because these four types keep coming, uh, showing up time and time and time again. And also a lot of the subtypes are stems from these four main types of deadets. Yeah, they're pretty much like the, the progenitors of... There are specific subtypes. Yeah. So, uh, deres are not gender exclusive, but it can pertain to both male and female or anything in between. It is just for, I would say, a lot of animes and mangas, they pertain to female characters. But I want to emphasize that it's not exclusively just for females. There are going to be male characters of the different dere types as well. So, the four deres that we will talk about in order of our appearance is tsundere, dandere, kudere, and yandere. Saving the best for last. Oh, okay. I mean, of course. We'll, we'll, we'll explain like why uh, later. All so, right. So. Should we start off with the tsundere's then? Yeah, let's start with tsundere's. So, tsundere's are, would you say they're the most common type? 
like in terms of like maybe not common, but like when we talk about uh, characters that have love interests or are in love with someone, like it's usually the the most pervasive, the most seen archetype. I, w- I would say when it comes to anime and manga in particular, you would hear a lot of sundere's, or when you, you know, uh, sundere's is basically. In terms of, I mean, there are like ca- uh, Western counterparts, but tsundere is, is very, very specific, and you hear it constantly in Japanese anime and manga. Yeah. So, what is a tsundere? So, tsundere's are, as we mentioned, specific characters that like, play a, as a love interest who act a certain way uh, to either their love interest or the characters that they're interested in. Uh, usually, it starts off as a little bit more hostile, a little more cold. Uh, and then, you know, occasionally because of the fact that they have those feelings for that character, they start slipping up and showing a little bit of warmth, a little bit of security, a little bit of passion. Um, and then they'll realize, oh, wait, what am I doing? Why am I being nice to this person? Oh, oh, you baka, you aho, hentai, get yeah. away from me. Basically, when you hear like the typical meme of, oh, I don't I don't like you, senpai, baka. I'm not even interested in it. I'm not interested in you anyway. Go away, hentai, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, that is a very tsundere characteristic. In fact, one of the defining characteristics because you're acting kind of cold and mean towards that person, but actually you're trying to hide your feelings and affections towards that person. Yeah, it's so like I think the popularity for these kind of character types, it's you know, it's it's seeing them, you know, acting like they're in love, and then oh, being shy and bringing it back. It's like oh, it's very cute to see characters in that kind of vulnerable love state right Right. so tsundere is a combination of tsun and dere dere and we just mentioned dere dere is a love struck or lovey-dovey and tsun basically is a word to describe someone who is very irritable or uh like aloof not quite there yeah yeah not quite there or hard to approach you know something like that so tsundere is Ooh, how do I say this? They uh, they occur a lot in anime and manga, like a lot, a lot. I would say this is of we start with of all the deres. We start with tsundere because it is the one that is by far the most well known. I would say. I think anytime you watch like like a, a romance, uh, a harem, an ecchi, any of those kinds of shows, there's bound to be a tsundere. Yeah, definitely. Right? You might not have a, a one of the other types, but you will almost definitely have a Sundere. They may not be, they may be the main character's interest. They may not be, but they're going to be somewhere in the periphery, right? Right. It is also they tend to do things that are counterproductive to their actual uh emotional investment into the love interest. Right? Like so, say for example, like your love interest is like Hey, um, the cherry blossoms are you know, on show. Do you want to go and see it? And no, down, I don't even want to go. Why? why I don't want to go, asshole, or something like that. But deep down inside, you're like, why did I say that? I really wanted to go, but I just said something that like makes it mean like maybe they don't like me anymore. Oh, why did I do that? Why did I do that? So or 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 just be like, oh, I mean, I really want to go, but I, I I gotta put on this front that that makes this person not think that I like them because it's embarrassing or whatever. Yeah, don't show weakness, right? Don't be the one who succumbs to the other person's interest. Not necessarily, but yes, also that too as well. There, I mean, as you said, it's just more like, oh, what? It, sometimes it is unintentional as in, oh, this is my instinct, this is my habit, 
but what am I doing? Why why do I say that this person clearly likes me and wants me to go to watch a cherry blossoms, right? Like I, like yeah, man, why not? Yeah, you know? why, why can't I express the way I feel about them so openly? Blah blah blah. So like, you know, w- within Cinderace, there is like, I think with all with all different dairy types, there is like subsets. Yeah. So there will be like, for instance, like Sun Ahos, Aho, which which, which which means like dumb idiot, um, and then like grumpy idiot. So it's like they don't necessarily have like the love type. They're just towards certain interests, just grumpy in general mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's also like uh, this this one's not like it, it's 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 the baka dere which is like the dumb like they're lovey-dovey but they're also stupid so like like an airhead yeah right so some cinderies can be a little airheadish because they like you said right they do certain actions that don't necessarily correlate with how they really feel baka dere is just a little bit a little bit of a step further in that they're just plain airheads so um, but generally like cinderace is they start cold. They warm up. Well, they don't start cold. They they're, they're just like very standoffish. Yes, exactly. With their, with their love interest, or or have conflicting feelings about the way they act versus the way they actually feel. Yep. So, as we said in a lot of anime and manga, tsundere's are a very common character archetype, and here are some of the examples that uh, we either think that will give you a reference point, or we feel like are. Good examples of tsundere. So what do you have, Will? Oh, wait, before we get into examples, what is the appeal of a tsundere, you feel? I think sometimes people just like to see, like, a girl, like, I don't know. Would you say they, they, they play hard to get? They stand their ground? It's like they, they try and put up this emotional front, this barrier, and, like, they just to show that it's like, you can't, like... Wear me down like that. You got. You got to prove to me that it's like that. Like you're worthy of my time. Blah, blah blah. But deep down, it's like they've already committed themselves to actually liking you already. It's more just like you slowly breaking down that shield. It's the effort that goes through to like really warming someone up to be more natural with you rather than standoffish. And then you know when they end up saying yes, I actually really do like you, Baga. You idiot. I feel like the appeal of a tsundere is. Borrowing another Japanese term, it is moe, mm-hmm. extremely moe, and mm-hmm. moe is actually quite a complex term to describe. But it is about feelings of cuteness. I mean, especially when like the girls act out, right? When the scenarios act out, there's always like, "Hmm, baka, go away," and they always like they do like really cutesy kawaii animations. So anytime like they act out in that that tsundere faction when they are acting grumpy or mad or cold, oh, you act yeah, that's adorable. You know that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, but they also animate it in a certain way, like the, the animations, the sound effects, the way they talk. It becomes like cute. So it helps to perpetuate the whole moe thing with with, with tsundere's. It's also important to note that tsundere's are not necessarily all violent. Yes. They are standoffish and they might even, you know, insult the love interest, but yeah. they, they don't... They might just be offensive with the words. Right. right? But they are not outwardly, uh, you know, violent. So, Will, well, we have individually compiled a list of examples from each of the dead ed types. Mm-hmm. I think I have concealed mine from yours and yours from mine. So what are your? I mean, like, mine, mine's are pretty out in the open, man. They're not necessarily going to be concealed. I'm not like, no. I, I, I'm not afraid to, to let the people know like what I like and what I don't like. I mean, we are 
like, going I mean, on. Like, we're, I think like, we're about to. One of my favorites, like Sundarays, is a couple themselves, which is you know the Steinskate couple. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you have Rintaro, the crazy mad, you know, son of a bitch, mad scientist, and then you also have Makise Kurisu, right? Both of them are Sundare as fuck, but at the same time, it's like they realize who they are. They realize what they do, and then they realize how they feel about each other. They just are constantly at odds and butting heads. But it's funny to see because they're both literally the same thing, both stubborn but in love with each other. And it's just committed to watch them go through their journey of, of love and companionship and understanding. So for me, I have certain examples that I feel are very uh, defining in terms of when you think tsundere's, you think of these people as prime classical examples. I'm obviously talking about Asuka from classic from yeah. Ev- uh, Evangelion, the redhead, you know, literally baka all the damn time. Kind of really likes the main character, Shinji. I think Shin- more often than not, yeah. Like you would, you, we we would just go on as well. We, when we talk about tsundere's, usually we associate the color red. Yes, Sundere, that's right? correct. Like for example, another Sundere that we like most people know of as well, Rin Tosaka. Yep, that's one of my um, other picks. Yeah, from the Fate Stay Night series, mm-hmm. she wears red. Yes, she has red hair, but she has red. She wears a lot of times red apparel. Red. Yeah, yes, right. Um, Asuka, redhead, yep. right? Wears the red suit, the iconic red suit. Yep, I think Kurisu also has like a red tie. Both of them wear some sort of red. Um, the the mm-hmm. Sasuke couple. Yep. So, uh, I think another good example that not necessarily is all about red is uh, the Toradora series and Taiga, which is the little petite girl. Mm-hmm. So she is definitely, definitely Tsundere. Yep. But one, my final choice of Tsundere's, which is not exactly a Tsundere, but like has Tsundere qualities, is my from Rascals Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. I think she is an example of a tsundere that is very intelligent, very quick with her words, very knows what she wants, but also in a way is not ready to admit it always all the time. And it's just really interesting to see that there's different facets of a tsundere, not just your typical like, oh, I like you, but I can't really tell you. So I'm just going to, you know, stomp my feet and throw a huff and, Peace out. Yeah. Just to be clear, though, whilst we're talking about these specific character types, we don't necessarily mean that these characters only exert like these specific traits. We can't. We're not saying that characters can only be sundares, can only be kudares. They will, one way or another, display character traits that fall into other dere types as yeah. well. And and not only that, you may say that this is a certain dere type, but then someone else would say, no, 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 this is that. Uh, dere type and then hilarity ensues because both parties are firmly believing in what they feel and so there's a difference of opinion that's why there are so many subtypes out there yep. to accommodate these hybrids so I think uh, that is a tsundere right? I mean, for example there's like there's like a hybrid right which is the sun kudere which can be someone that is both a sundere and a kudere it just depends on what level they act on either trait that's basically it right all right, then are are we done with tsundere's? Uh, yeah. Like for those who maybe like are like not as into anime and manga, or maybe aren't familiar with the characters we talked about, if we wanted to sort of give it like a Western counterpart, um, 
certain characters, like for example, if you've watched the Futurama series, uh, the, one of the main characters, Tarangalila, she is a Sundere. Um, maybe he watched Avatar, Zuko is a Sundere. Uh, there's also the Pop of Girls, Buttercup is a Sundere. Yeah. Yeah. So the characters, again, like we've mentioned earlier, they don't just pertain to Japanese media or anime and manga. They can also be in comics, like Western comics. It could be in cartoons, movies. Bova. It is just that uh, the tsundere archetype is used heavily in a lot of anime and manga, so it becomes a defining characteristics of the subculture of anime and manga. That's that's about it, really. Or or all the other types, really. Yeah, pretty much. Um, shall we move on to the next stereotype? Yeah, let's go. Right, well, I think this is one of your one of your favorites, right? Not, uh, it's, not, it's not your favorite. If I, if, no, no, I wouldn't say it's even one of my favorites, but it's definitely one of the ones that I can get behind. Right. Which is Dandere. Okay, so Dandere is... I think I'll leave it to you to explain what a Dandere is. Essentially, Dandere is about a certain character who is normally very quiet and silent to the point where they're very emotionless. And, you know, it's just very... It's just like... It's like they're a statue in the corner. Mm -hmm. But once you get to know them, they become extremely talkative, extremely sweet, and extremely cute... Or when they are alone with their love interest, they act though that way. So they appear, or sometimes they even have, I guess, um, social anxiety and social a lack of social skills. But when it comes to their love interest, they all that kind of uh, insecurity and inability to socialize throws goes out the window, and. Uh, yeah, so the dan part in dandere comes from the Japanese word danmari, which means uh, silent, and obviously the dere comes from dere dere. The word danmari comes from the word damaru, which means to stay quiet. So it literally is like the 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 quiet librarian or the quiet student that reads books in the library at you know like at lunch breaks or at you know after school keeps to themselves but when you get to know them they're actually very sweet they're actually very conscientious of people or they are very quiet and don't and all the students just all their classmates just don't interact with them but on their way home he or she sees like a, a kitten and like you know like treats it well you know things like that that is very dandere uh defining characteristic so Danderes are quite rare in Japan when it comes uh, in Japanese anime and manga, despite being extremely common. I would say in Western media, you know the whole quiet girl, quiet nerdy girl who ends up actually not being a, a quiet nerdy girl, but actually a really beautiful, sweet person. And they're quite warm, but they, it takes like a very long time and like a lot of effort to crack them open. Right? It's not like a sundere. Sundere is like. They, they they will be they'll be more expressive. It takes a while to rev up the motor and actually get a dandere to be expressive. Yeah, exactly. And just because they are quiet and uh, just because they're quiet and uh, you know not social uh, conscious, does not mean that their feelings are subsided or subdued. No, no, no. Usually, it's the opposite. Their feelings towards their love interest is so overwhelming that they they feel like that that's enough they feel like that's all they need really 
And some examples that I would say of dandere's that are extremely uh, good is, for example, Horimiya that just ended. There is Miyamura Izumi or Izumi Miyamura, who is the Miya part of Horimiya. He's a very, you know, in, in the anime and in the manga, very quiet, keeps to themselves. But actually, when you get to know him, as Hori does, becomes this person of very interesting personality, very caring, very willing to put themselves out there to help their loved ones and their friends. I also think another well-known dandere that I personally like a lot is from A Silent Voice, Koe no Kotachi. And Shoko Nishimiya is oh, so adorable, my God. But obviously her being deaf has kind of a lack of capability to interact with a lot of hearing people. So because of that, her social skills therefore are less adequate compared to uh, you know, the average hearing person. But then you see her act behind the scenes or act with certain people that know of her condition and or know of the fact that she's actually quite a nice, engaging, energetic person. I feel like the most prominent example of Danderes, though, the most prominent is probably Hinata from Naruto. Yep. I'd say, yeah, Hinata is, as soon as you think Dandere is, usually she'd be the first Google search. Exactly. It is, it is without a doubt that she is the Dandere, basically, yeah. 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 It, literally, it's just, you know, the the, the, the pointing of Oh, yeah. Fingers, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That is touching. the pointing, the finger pointing. Uh, Naruto-kun? Uh, and, and, like, hiding hiding behind a box or and hiding... Anytime, like, if you're watching the anime, it pans to her. She's always like, I wonder what Naruto's thinking about right now. I wonder if he's thinking about me. But why would he think about me? I'm not special. It was, it was like, so a lot of, like, internal dialogue and then, like, slowly realizing that he like she likes him. And they, that's very clear. Very clear that she likes him. But he, she never brings it up to herself to actually voice out, like, her, her feelings to, to Naruto. Hence, you know, that the asocial aspect of Hinata and the, pertaining to the Dandere archetype. Now, my last of my picks, last of my four picks for Dandere, does not actually have an anime, but has a manga that is very well known and actually should have an anime adaptation. It is Komi Shoko from Komi Can't Communicate. I've been, I've been meaning to read that. Because literally, Komi Can't Communicate is a manga about Komi Shoko who has a communication disorder, but actually she wants to go out and make friends. She's actually a very caring person. She actually wants to do so many things, but she has that social anxiety that I feel like, you know, a lot of people can sometimes even relate to. And But her classmates, the people that actually know her very well, see her as someone who is extremely adorable and cute. So that... I think also is a very very good example of a dandere. Yeah, what about I don't you have, will. I don't have as many. I only have two. I only have two dandere's I really do like. Um, but I think one of them you definitely know. Mm-hmm. Um, because we watched the show 
uh, not not that long ago. Uh, you remember Keijo? Oh God! There's a there's a very specific Dandre. I think I think you know who I'm talking about. Kazane Aoba. She's definitely a Dandre. <sighs> In a, in, a, in, a, in a show that's very expressive, right? <laughs> expressive in some manner. Um, I won't go into that much detail. The other one is um, Kiryu Mueka, uh, who is from Steinsgate. Again, I, I, I think I, if you haven't heard me throughout this whole podcast, I really fucking like Steinsgate. Therefore, I'm going to have Steinsgate characters I like that are Sundarees. I'm going to have Steinsgate characters that I like that are Dondarees. Kiryu Mueka is one of them. And she's fucking fantastic i like her in both steinsgate and steinsgate zero um watch the show she's great doesn't talk much at all she literally just communicates through texting people yeah that yeah i mean that that kind of encapsulates the whole asocial like lack of social skills like not even even, like silly like mumblings literally just like types a message and shows the phone to somebody that's her way of communicating oh but she's not deaf or mute right No. no she just feels uncomfortable talking to people right but comfortable enough to display the words she wants to say to someone so that is dandere i think while danderes in general are the least interesting shall we say oh well, no close to being less interesting there's, I've... There's, there's not as much it's like cinderace like you watch them it's like it's sometimes funny to see them like act out or occasionally punch their love interest it's funny to see the maybe like the misinterpretations miscommunications and the escapades of uh getting into a relationship with a sundere whereas dandere is like because of the fact that they're calm they don't really exert much of a presence in the show you know? in fact that's it they yeah. don't exert presence that's the whole point right so that's yeah. why it's like you it might come off as like oh they're, they're a boring archetype oh and some people don't like them because they're just like well w- at least like the other like tundere is like there is some sort of emotional response whereas this one it's not you know yeah. there's nothing there man you know? yeah but i think like when when the, when the dandere's start opening up they can be interesting some dandere's are fucking awesome yep right yeah so then comes into my favorite dere type. This is yours. The kudere. The kudere. The okay. kudere. So what is a ku? What's a kudere? K-U-U-D-E-R-E. So kudere is a love interest stock, stock love interest or an archetype who is calm and collected on the outside and never panics. Like chill, stone cold chill. They show little emotion, but in extreme cases are almost like emotionless but they're hiding their true feelings deep down essentially it's like the cold i think the way that i would describe is like think of the cold and stoic ice queen or ice king but then they have a warm inner shell and an inner heart that's essentially how you would describe or i would describe a a coup today and it's funny because obviously coup sounds like the english word for cool which essentially is that. Yeah. Someone who's cool, calm, and collected is a kudere. Yeah. When, yeah. I mean, when it comes to, like, love interests and stuff. So, uh, I... Okay, well, okay. This is how it's going to go, right? Okay. I love kudere's. Okay. Like, massively. Yeah. I, I also, knew that. Yeah, but but a lot of people don't. Well, now I mean it's it's on the record now. Yeah, it's on the record now. I think also in real life, I like Kudere's as well. 
so we will get into that discussion oh, maybe no. a little bit later on. But like, there, there are of course like areas that I do agree with you on. In that, as much as Sundarays are entertaining as fuck to watch on TV, they would be terrible to date. Yeah. Whereas Dondarays and Kudarays. Okay, more specifically to Dondere's. Yes. They're not exactly all that exciting to watch on show, but yeah. you would much rather date a Dondere than a fucking Sundere, right? Yeah. Like, I would much rather try and, like, warm up to a girl and maybe see if she wants to, you know, share more about her personal life, as opposed to a girl who will punch me in the face if I said something wrong. And then regret it. Yeah, and then I'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry for acting out. It would be like, if you act out, you could just act out. You don't have to punch me, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to call me an idiot. Baga, hentai, aho, you know. So when we were compiling the list of deres, I wrote down the ones that I like or I think are good examples. And we narrow, I narrowed it down to four of four, so 16. But when I started for kudures, I had 22 examples. That is just unhealthy, bro. That's just mad unhealthy. So I cut it down to four. I had to talk to you about this, too. Yeah, you were like, dude, we can't do this. You can't do this. So I cut it down to four, and here are some of my favorite examples. I think the one that everyone knows is Riza Hawkeye from Full Metal Alchemist. Yep. Very calm, cool, collected, but cares about a Mustang a lot to the point where they're, they're basically together. They should be together. That's the ship you want, right? That's the ship I want. That, that I think a lot of people want that ship. If you don't want that ship and you want something else from the FMA Brotherhood ship, just drop in messages. Give us, give us a yeah, shout Yeah, sure. But, Reza but you're Hawk- also crazy for not wanting Mustang and fucking Hawkeye to be together. But Riza Hawkeye is definitely a kudere. Mm-hmm. I think another kudere that a lot of people would instantly know is Mikasa from Attack on Titan. Definitely, definitely a kudere. Yeah. Protects the shit out of Eren. Is to some extent protects Armin, but like Yeah, I mean yeah. But it's it's obviously Eren. Eren's, uh, Eren's number one. A badass as fuck. And just calm and collected all the time. And when even when she's not, she she still has a cool head on her shoulders. Like you rarely ever see them like panic, get frantic, like lose their cool. Well, except when Eren gets in trouble or something. That's different though. At that point she's no longer I mean, like, if Aaron... Oh, that's not going there. Yeah, let's that's, not get in yeah. there. I know. Spoiler, I'm, like, spoiler, looking spoiler, at you. Spoiler, don't, spoiler. don't, 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 don't. So, one of my other most favorite kudures of all time is okay, a Netflix okay, okay, show. Okay, okay, now you say Netflix show. Of course, it's fucking Violet Evergarden from Violet Evergarden. Yes, it is. Right? Who the fuck else would it be? <laughs> it's fucking awesome. She's fucking awesome. Violet's fucking awesome. Yeah. I think, like, the thing with, like, the kudures that you've talked about, like, so far, these are the ones that, you know, really know how to take care of themselves in a way where it's like they they keep themselves calm, collected, stoic, right? They're not going to yeah. let things compromise their emotions, but when they do get compromised. So so the my last pick, can you figure out what it is? No, I I mean you have you had like 20 something, right? So It's a series of movies. Oh my god. We, okay, this this was this was hard for you too. I yeah, knew there were super I knew hard. there were people that you were like, oh, who do I who do I cut, who do I cut, cut this list? who do I cut from this list? Okay, it's Shiki. Yes, Shiki uh, Ryugi from uh, oh, like, is it Ryuji? Ryugi 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 
it's from Garden of Sinners. It's, it's motherfucking Shiki. Okay, from Garden of Sinners. Yeah, yeah. The, the movie, the movie series. I noticed a trend with the with the kudere's you have is that your kudere's are able to fucking kill you if they wanted to. You mean kill people, people who, who t- don't like the love me, the love interest, right? They're literally one step away from being a yandere. Yo, so, uh, no, don't uh, come on, man. So okay, I have a type. Okay, I get it. I I get it. Like I fully get it. They're basically yandere's that no longer have a revenge mission. That's unless if the revenge is like for to re- to rescue someone back. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, like the kosher the kosher yandere. Yeah. <laughs> so, yandere light. Yandere, not even light. They're just like they're just like they're not impulsive at all. Yeah. So now that we have finished talking about kudere's, wait a minute. You didn't even ask me who my favorite kudere's are. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What's your you favorite kudere? I don't like. I mean, okay, fine. Like in terms of like kudere's, like, like I, it's not exactly a type that I actually no. I do like kudere's. Maybe just not on the same level as you. Yeah. But I mean, there are certain characters that I like. I mean, for example, like I was just talking about. My little monster, mm-hmm. the main character is a Kudere. Mm-hmm. I fucking love her. I do feel like I need to get around to reading the manga, though, if I want to explore more about her. Um, it's Mizutani, in case nobody knew what the hell I was saying. Okay. Um, but I also do agree that Riza Hawkeye, I like her too. Mm-hmm. I also like Violet Evergarden. Mm-hmm. Um, other Kudere's I do like. Toka. <sighs> okay. Maybe. Toka from Tokyo Ghoul. She didn't make my cut. But how far off was she from the cut? Like, was she, like, at least in, like, the last 16, last eight? Or was it a very easy decision for you to be like, I'm sorry, Toka, you're out? Dude, they were all not easy decisions, okay? You just wanted to collect them all. Not not, not collect them all, but... You didn't want to leave anyone out. I didn't leave anyone out. Look, I cut off Todoroki from My Hero Academia, okay? Okay. Okay. First off, Todoroki. Oh, oh, by the way, we completely forgot about Bakugo being one of the be- best like Sundares as well. Oh yeah, Jesus Christ! Oh my God. Okay, good thing we put that back. Okay, but uh, Todoroki. Okay, I can see that one. That one's a that was a. Not good choice. only is he a Kudere, but he is he has ice, dude. He has ice powers. He is Kudere as fuck. He's a, he's a complex character, man. No, he's, lo- both, he's both fire and ice. Dude, I, I, I legitimately think Todoroki is a very good character. And yeah. he, he's also a, a, def- a 100% definitive Kudere. No, Diana Cavendish from oh, yeah. Little, Little Witch Academia. That's another one. Very Kudere. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, well. Sorry, I think, like, <laughs> actually, I, when I told you, like, yeah, you have to cut this shit. There's way too many people, and then you ask me, so who, who do I cut from here? Do I do I do I cut Hawkeye or do I cut Shiki? And I'm like, oh, I see why this is hard for you. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. It's, it's not easy. <laughs> it's it's like I had to cut Toka, man. I probably would have. I mean, like, would you really pick Toka above Riza Hawkeye? No, because above Shiki? no, no, because it didn't clearly. I mean, they, they, they made your final four. I mean, when you look at these four people, they're all, like, badass women that can, like, wreck shit, but also are very caring, but have cold and collected personalities. It's almost like these are... Like, 
Would you consider Megumi from Jujutsu Kaisen a Kudarain? No. Because he's, be, he's, just, he's just reserved, right? He's just yeah. shy. Not shy, he's just quiet and reserved. Because it's not, she doesn't like anybody. He is. You mean he? He, sorry. Yeah. He, uh, uh, that's the thing, though. Which is hilarious because like, Megumi is a girl's name, kind of. But the thing is, though, right? It's like, as I've mentioned, like, they don't necessarily need to have a love interest. It's only when it comes to exerting the emotions that are connected to love, okay. right? So then, in, in that case, then, yes. I would say Megumi is a hundred percent. Like if there, if there was going to be a character that he wasn't for he, his, he would exert. Okay, so like maybe not. Ne- sorry to cut you off. Not necessarily a romantic love interest, but with his older sister. Yeah. Or younger, younger sister. Yeah. Like his sister. Basically, the way that he shows uh, again, love doesn't necessarily need to be like love for like affectionate love. It could be compassionate. It could just be like familial love. It doesn't have to be like a romantic type. love. Yeah. yeah. So that is the Kudere's. Now we go on to what oh, I personally like the most. God, here we go. So of course the fluffy guy, the fluffy sama oh, likes. Actually, before that, oh, gee, I, yeah. I, I should probably tell you that uh, my my number one um, my number one Kudere is Rui Tachibana from Domestic Girlfriend. Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that coming from a mile away. Yeah, but you I didn't see. give me a chance to say it. You literally just said, "Hey, we're gonna move on to Yandere's." Not even gave me the fucking like opportunity to talk about who my favorite Kudere. I like Kudere's. I could like Kudere's too, but I like Yandere's more. So, so well, what's a Yandere? Yandere's are my favorite archetype to watch when it comes to anime and manga because them shits are crazy. Like Sundere's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So we talked about Cinderace and how it's like the, the the main thing the the main shtick with them is that they act out um, whenever they're confronted with like affection with love uh, or just any notice from their senpai. Literally, <laughs> is, is it when the senpai notices them, they punch them. That's the or like they act out, call them baka. That's literally like the way mm-hmm. that a Cinderace would conduct themselves around their love interest. Yandere's, on the other hand. Um, they kind of take that to a whole different level in that, you know, they, they will show you love and care. They will show you affection until someone comes and tests your level of affection, tests your level of, of love and admiration for that said person. And if anybody was to ever come between you and your loved one, you would slowly your, – your, your, your social and mental well-being would slowly debilitate to the point where it becomes like – you must protect the sanctity of the relationship that you have with your loved interest. You must be able to protect them from outer influences because those people are bad for your love influence. Only you're good enough for them and anybody else is just detracted like the amount of love that you can get from them. You must keep them for yourself. It's no surprise that when it comes to the the main four that we've talked about today, right? Sundere's, Dandere's, Kudere's, and Yandere's. Yandere is the main stereotype that has the most variations and subtypes and by most we mean by a mile like sundere's have like seven or eight yep right kudere's there's three. a few right three. three but it's like three of like there's like a kudere type one kudere type two kudere type so K- kind of but yeah. they're not like that far apart from each other no yandere's have like 20, 20 21 or 22 yeah right there's even a chart if you google yandere 
alignment chart or yandere it's, chart. It's like the safe to danger chart. We're just like, okay, God, this, this yandere is going to be relatively harmless. Of course, still you know, approach with caution, but you should be fine to the point where it's like, please seek medical attention. Please call authorities right now. Your life is in danger. Get the fuck away from this person. Or it's like, why? 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 Yeah. Why? It, or it's like, there's that, there's that, that, that point on the axes where it's like, such person does not exist. This must question be a mark, goddess. Question mark. This person must be a goddess. Like you have found the gold. You found a unicorn. You found a unicorn. So the reason why I like Yandere's is because of the fact that you get to see a wide spectrum of a said character. They could be cool, calm, collected, lovey-dovey on one side, but then completely irrationally destructive, vengeful, psychotic. Like they get to the point where they not only would hunt down and hurt those that affect their love uh, the, 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 their loved ones their love interest but they may even go so far as to kill as to maim as to just utterly destroy even ones that are close to the loved one so yandere you obviously we've said it what the dere means yeah but the yan part basically means uh, yanderu which means to be sick mentally it can also mean to be sick in general, but I think it means to be sick mentally. Generally, like with this specific instance, it's from the mental as opposed to the physical aspect. Except um, the physical part is the physical obsession. Yeah. And then the, f- the, no, sorry, the mental aspect is the obsession. But then the physical aspect is what drives the yanderes to take action, mm-hmm. which usually, typically, is murderous psychopathic violence yeah when we say yo this girl or this guy is psycho for this person or in both western and you know japanese uh context yeah they're they're a yandere yeah they it means yo this person's trouble how much trouble well there's of course you know we we, we could link the chart if we want, or just just nah, just, just, just Google, Google yandere chart. Just, just Google, Google yandere, yandere chart. chart. The it, chart is legit. Yeah, because all the subtypes like they literally grow from like harmless to get the fuck away from there. So, so how like, about I talk about my four picks and then we'll go to your four picks because I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Sure, go for it. So I think that in terms of yandere's, there is one that I will definitely say is quintessentially the yandere, just like how. Hinata is the dandere. Yuno from Future Diary is the definitive yandere. That was one of my picks, yeah. Yeah, but it's not one of my picks. I'm just saying that for a benchmark. Okay. Rize from Tokyo Ghoul is definitely a yandere that I like a lot. Mm -hmm. I think Sato from Happy Sugar Life is also... Very yandere. Yep. No, not very. She is a yandere. Then comes the two weird picks that are also definitely 100% yandere. Remember a while ago, Will, I watched an anime series called Love Tyrant? Do you remember? Yes. In there features a red-headed yandere called Akane that she uses a gi. Okay. Like the 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 blade, yeah. Like, and uh, she is ya- super yandere, like, like super hardcore yandere to the point of comedic. Okay. 
And then one of my most favorite yandere's of all time is Albedo from Overlord. Yes, you mentioned this specific character. You also talked to me about how I need to watch Overlord. Not need to, but I should. You should. Yeah. Guilty pleasure, but 100% good. I mean, the the anime is on Netflix, so I really have no reason to not check it out. Albedo is just... Yeah, it's good. She's good. Yeah, I think like some of the ones you already mentioned on there, like, okay... They would probably make my list too. Like Yunogasai for sure would be on there. Um, I haven't watched Sato yet, but I'll probably get around to watching you mean it. Happy Sugar Life. Yeah, I haven't watched yeah. anything about. So I need to. I can't really say much about Sato. Um, but there are some characters that I would have on my list. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like Sukimiya or Gourmet from Tokyo Ghoul. Mm-hmm. That's one of my top yandere's. Uh, I'm not sure if you ever checked out Deadman Wonderland. Nope. But uh, Takami Minatsuki, uh, she's also. I mean, she likes to. She likes, she takes ple- pleasure in people like she, she's she's the uh, the subtype. She's the sado dere, in which she sadistic. Takes, yeah, she takes pleasure from pain, especially pain not just in like the ones around her loved ones, but sometimes even her loved ones too. Remember, just because like. A yandere wants to protect their love from others doesn't mean that they won't go just a step too far and end up hurting their loved one too. As long as they are not dead, yeah? Or maybe sometimes even if they're dead. I think Yuno Gasai might have something to talk to you about. Yeah, yeah. boy. Yeah. Um, now, this the, the one that I actually wanted to highlight, and I don't think that... Uh, well, actually, there was also um, Levy... From uh, Black Lagoon, there's Rolo from Code Geass. But the one that I wanted to bring up, and it's very... I don't really want to give her a spotlight because she is a very controversial character. You've watched you've watched Code Geass, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember a green-haired girl named Nina Einstein? The girl who is extremely xenophobic, even racist to Japanese people. No. To the point where, like, she saw her her loved one, which was like the main character in the show, get murdered on stage. Again, I'm just gonna say spoilers. It's already been long enough. You should watch. Is the that shit the C two? No, C two is the other girl. She's she just C two is cooter as fuck. Yeah, I know. Yeah, likes pizza. Yeah, but definitely she, not. She's like, nice. I like nice. her. Uh, but no, no, I we, don't remember. No, so basically, it's like, been so long, man. She has. A, such a strong obsession for this woman for 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 the main basically um, the main female in the beginning part of the series that when she finds out that she's been murdered she's basically spends almost like a decade basically developing nuclear weapons just to eradicate the enemy which is in this show the Japanese people the, the ones who are trying to assimilate into just European empire because of the fact that she hates Asians. If that's not Yandere as fuck, I don't know. Where it's not just wiping out a few people who hurt her loved one, but wiping out an entire race of people. Super controversial. Most people don't like this character. I, I fucking hate this character. But you cannot deny that that's a massive fucking Yandere move. Yeah. You probably didn't figure that was going to be my pick, huh? No. Yeah, there you go. Yes. All right. So now that we have done all the four dead at types, 
I feel that we will do two things. The last thing is talk about Dere Dere, which we have said is love struck or lovey dovey. Yeah. And that is what we have seen to be the fifth type, but we don't consider it that because. Or maybe it is. It's just we don't want to focus yeah, on we, it. Yeah, because Dere Dere's is literally they're just lovey dovey, energetic, love struck. And they won't stray from the path. They won't stray from the path. They're, there's not, they're, they're bubbly. There's nothing inherently, quote-unquote, different the from them. The whole point of their existence within a show as a Dere Dere is to love the MC or their in love interest. And always support them 100%. So I think Dere Dere's in real life will be great. Yeah. But I think in terms of, like, interesting character analysis and dissection of like you probably fictional. Think, you probably think it's like, are, are there any Dere Dere's that come in mind? To you, because like for me, like one of them would be Mayuri from like Steinsgate. She's Dare Dare as fuck. She's always happy, cheerful, no matter what. Always finds ways to cheer up the MC. But like you know, in real life, that would be like the kind of character you would like the most. But at the same time, like what else can you really say other than she's happy, go lucky, and yeah, yeah, that that's it. Right. So now that that's out of the way, let's talk about the second thing, which is I looked at all the different subtypes, and I have picked. Three subtypes. There's so many. That I really like. Yep. Let's what about you, Will? I've got three as well. Okay, so you go you go one, I go one, and so on and so forth, yeah? Okay. One of them I already talked about. Mm-hmm. The Pacadere. Right. I I mean, that's like how I like Cinderace. I like it when, you know, especially with an anime, like, you know, sometimes people do dumb shit, right? One of the main characters in fucking uh, My Little Monster, um, he is a... The opposites to Mitsutani, Haru, which is the main M the male MC, he's a bakadere. Right. Right? He's an idiot. He likes to show his love. He's like, I love you. Okay, cool. Great. No, I really love you. I think, like, I want to be inside you. It's like, wait, what? And everyone's, like, just shocked. It's like, why did you say that? Where are you? It's like, goes back to his textbook. It's like, no, he goes back to his, his romantic novel. It's like, huh. That didn't work. And he's like, that's literally it. He tries to show like romantic cues, but he's learning it. He's, he doesn't have a very good social cues. Or it's like, oh, it's physical, it's physical education time, right? Yeah, okay. And he just strips naked in front of her. And the whole school's like, what the fuck are you doing? That That's like, it's, it's when you see like the Cinderay, okay, they do very aggressive shit. But when you see the Baka there, it's like, huh. They're just acting on instinct. Doesn't no filter whatsoever, and in real life, that'll get you into a lot of trouble. But in anime, it's funny to watch. So I'm 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 down with it. So my first favorite Dere subtype is also a subtype of the Tsundere's. It's called Gundere, which is hilarious because. It's basically a tsundere, but with the gun. Literally, like the gun, they say it's it's like oh, sun means sun sun, dan means dan, dan, damari. No, 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 gun literally just means gun. <laughs> it's like when I when I when I saw that, I was just like, there's even no if ands or buts, no complex analysis et etymology entomology, right? Yeah, it's just like dere plus a gun is a gun dere, and and then um we nichijo right yeah. Uh, Nichijo. You, do you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. She, there's a woman, there's a, a high school girl who is a gundere, and she is 
a, she is a gundere. She's a sundere, but when you when she tries to show affection or tries to run away it's in embarrassment, fuck, yeah. she grabs a gun or bazooka or missile launcher and shoots it at those people or the love interest. I think that's hilarious. It's funny as shit to watch. So, yeah, that's Gundere. Yeah. The next one that I have, I think it's it's a bit of a guilty pleasure because I yeah. like watching it, but I would never want to date this person. Dude, I would never date almost mo- like most of these things. Do you remember- Most of these types, sorry. Do you know what a Kitikudere uh, is? What the fuck is that? Kitikudere. Wait, what, what, what? Subtype of? Uh, they're not necessarily a subtype. They're a mixture of different things. Okay. Because I mean, remember, there's the ku there a part in there, but they're kitiku there. So kitiku means brute or savage. Yeah. And dere means lovey dovey. So it's it's like the in between of a yandere and a sundere. Wait, so they just talk down and insult the they shit out of their you. love interest? They bully you, dude. That's terrible. It's like not even like the. It, there's, there's another subtype which is um the hiyakasudere, which is basically they tease you, they flirt with you, and then they run away and they come back and tease you again and they come back. Wait, so yeah. what you're trying to tell me, Will, is that there is an anime airing this season called Nakatoro-san? Yeah, that you would really should watch then, right? That's well, mm. I might actually, mm. I might, yeah, maybe, sure, but like, because the, the one that I thought that was like perfect for the um Hitikudere subtype was Revi from Black Lagoon because she does not necessarily have a love interest, but she does care about a certain character, the main MC of the show. But her way of showing affection is literally talking down to him and. Like literally, at some point, even kicking his ass, even to the point where like he's on 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 the brink of death. But it's like she, unlike unlike Yandere's, like they're they don't necessarily like they're not as calculating. They don't necessarily like commit violence just for the sake of violence. They, there is a little bit of like compassion in them, right? They, they and to be fair, it's like. Yes, Revy does kill a lot of people, but that's because she's a fucking pirate and she's going to be hurting people along the way. But she would never necessarily hurt anybody around her love interest because that's just not – just that doesn't have it in her, right? Um, but they are also a step above a Sundere in which they will cuss you out. They won't just be like, ah, baka, aho. They'll let you call you a fucking moron. Okay. Okay. All right. Right. Okay. Again, love to watch it in anime. Would hate to be on the receiving end of a fucking kudere. So, I love kudere's in terms of dere types, and they are cold, but they actually have feelings for uh, a love interest. But what happens when you don't have that love interest to start with, and then develop that love, and then you know you you go on from there. There is a subtype of kudere's called kudere, but it is pronounced it's it's spelled c o o d e r e as opposed to k u u d e r e, which is essentially differentiating kudere's having feelings of uh, love for their love interest all along versus kudere's who the c o o version who develops that love have acknowledges those feelings and then moves on from there. So they end in the same des- they have it the same destination but they uh start off in different realms. 
literally on opposite ends. That is my second favorite type because not only because I feel like, of course, there is a type that's like that, but I just find it hilarious that within the kudere, there is the kudere. So there's like two kudere's and they're kind of the same thing, but not really. I just kind of dig it. I mean, hey, like, what's better than kudere? How about two types of kudere? When literally they sound the same, are not that different, but hey. Kudere is not a kudere, but a kudere is a kudere. Yeah, I know, right? So what? what is your, la- what, what is your last pick, bro? Oh, man, it was hard. There was two, actually, but I think, I would, I, I think I'll settle on one. Yeah. I'll settle on one because this one is... There, there are certain characters that I really like from this subtype, and it's Dorodere. What's Dorodere? Dorodere is a character that's, that's very sweet, cute, not suspecting on the outside, but deep down inside, they're fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Right? So they think and they say a lot of really fucked up shit, and they will do it, but not to you, not to the ones around you. It's more like... There's just something about them that it's like, oh, I wouldn't imagine them to be, you know, weird or crazy or fucked up. But then you see them in action and they are the most twisted, disturbed human beings, or even not human beings, just, just people in general. The, the the main one that I wanted to highlight was Juzo, Suzuya from Tokyo Ghoul. Mm-hmm. The little kid with the, the 13 yeah, stitched to his head. Of course, bro. Right? That would be, again, not... They're different from a yandere, very different because they have a lot of twisted, fucked up thoughts, but they don't act on them. So they're not going to be like, "I'm going to kill your family," and then proceed to do so. They will say it because you know full well they're capable of, but they're not going to do it. Right? They're 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 yandere's, but with restraints. <laughs> this doesn't make sense. It doesn't. But that's why I like moron. It. Yeah, it's, I, that's why I like it. It's just like th- this this archetype should not exist because Doro Doro actually means like confused, strange, muddled. So it's a confused, muddy. It's, it's like you're sending signals, which is like I'm not quite sure how to think about it, but nah, I guess I, I'm better off being on your good side. So my last favorite data subtype has only one candidate. <laughs> There is no other documented candidate for this data type. Can I guess what it is? Of course you can. It's a Centrica Hara data, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> there is a data type called Tsundra, which is a combination of Tundra. Tundra, yeah. Tundra, which is T S U N D R A. So it is Tundra and Tsun, as in Tsundere, the first data type that we talked about, and obviously Dere. So. Tundra. Yeah. And the reason why that this term exists, because literally in the first episode of Bakemonogatari, Senjugahara, Hitagi Senjugahara, who is the main love interest for Araragi, the main male character, Senjugahara says someone like her is considered a tsundere. And then Araragi says, no, 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 no. You're not a tsundere. You're called a tsundora or tundra. And the term is born. I love Senju Gahara as a character immensely. And the fact that there is a Dede type specifically specifically for her is kind of crazy to me. It's cool. Because she's she's 
obviously a very unique character, right? Yeah, that, that is true. Though. To the point where like she needs to have a very unique stereotype. Oh yeah, and by the way, uh, Tundra is uh, Tundra. Yeah, is referring Tundra like a cold fucking barren wasteland. Yes. So there you go. That's my that's my third final and probably most favorite sub type of Dedes. Would you date Would you date a Tundra? Would you date a Sinjigahara type kind of person? Probably. It'd be interesting to see how it turns out. Probably, too. I mean, there are going to be points where you're, like, fearful of not just the relationship but your own well-being, but maybe it'll be worth it, right? You, you never know, right? It could be very rewarding. Yeah, it could be very rewarding. Just keep... But I definitely wouldn't date any of my subtypes. Like, I would definitely not Dude, date a Dora Dere. I would definitely... Maybe a... I will not date a Gundere. Are you kidding me? A Baka Dere, maybe. Like, to all the people that I've ever had any connections with, you're not stupid. I'm saying you're not stupid. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the main the dairy types that we wanted to focus on. Now, obviously, there's a lot of different ones, right? There's, like, there's there's Kami Dere, there's Hina Dere, there's Kine Dere, there's, like, Nebui Dere. Nebui Dere, which is basically the, the, the love type that likes to sleep. So it's like the, what, the, the seven dwarves? Yeah, sleepy. Sleepy is literally that. Like that's like that's apparently a personality type for like love struck characters. Okay, there's there's so many, and we would love to go over them, but like there's just not enough time. And also, you don't want us to go over every single one of them. I mean, like for example, like Hibadere, right? Like the princess syndrome one. Like that that's self explanatory. You don't need to. I mean, I don't think they're all that interesting, right? Yeah. Give me a Dorodere. Fuck. Give me a fucking uh, Kitikudere, man. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Get get it. Get like a character. And just call me scum. Spit on me. <laughs> no, take that back. Sorry, that came out wrong. So, uh, that is the end of the good anime palette podcast episode seven. The end forever. Do you think <laughs> we can, can we come back from this? Uh. You could always reach us through email at gapalette at gmail.com. That's G-A-P-A-L-E-T-T-E at gmail.com, all lowercase. You can reach us through Twitter at Palette Good. That's capital P, capital G, or through our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Good, all one word, capital P, capital G. You can visit our website at www.goodanimepalette.com, all one word. You can also join us on Discord. We have the invite link in the show description, or you can just email us and we'll give it to you, no problem. Our music credits is Green Lights by Jazar. Um, we also have our break music, which is Min 2019 by Minibu. Our outro music is What You Thinking, the instrumental version by Wataboy. You can find our intro music at thefreemusicarchive.org, and you can find our break and outro music at pixabay.com. Also, we have a new logo, which is pretty awesome. Yay! Yeah, and that, that was dope. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, and we also, yeah, no problem. And we also have a Mal Club, a My Anime List Club. Yep. We are the Good Anime Palette uh, Club. Club. So you just Google that. I mean, not Google that. You go on Mal, My Anime List. Go to the Community tab. Yep. And then look up the Good Anime Palette Club. And then we will invite you in, no problem try to act civil people you know be nice and we will have no problems yeah 
Look, like, just respect other people's opinions. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Don't. Just don't. So, um... Can we finally do it? Can we finally reveal the sponsor that we have? For yeah, the let's finally reveal the sponsor. Oh, man. You couldn't have enough of fucking Dere's, whether it's Jan's, Ku's, Dan's, or Sun's. Hey, welcome to the Dere Cultural Exchange Program, right? Personality types are great, right? Baga, you hentai, fuck you, I'm gonna spit on your face, right? Well, at the Dere Cultural Exchange Program, we don't judge who you are, just who you love and what you would do for them, what you would really do for them. So over the 10-week program, you will learn to either call your lover a dumbass, ball up your feelings and run away, give your love interest a cold shoulder, or threaten to kill their families and burn their friends' houses down. Either way, it's a win for you, right? So sign up to the Dere Cultural Exchange Program. Sign up now. There you go. So that's our sponsor for today and for this episode. Oh, well, well, well. This was so much fun. I mean, look. Okay. I we, think we, I think we, okay. we really put ourselves out there. So I said this to you the other day when but in what context would we talk about uh, Af- uh black samurais, mechas, uh creepy stalkers? Uh, slime killing immortals, pretty boy clubs, pretty boys, detectives, uh, time traveling delinquents, and love struck types that are that range from the antisocial to the psychopathic to the ones that will spit in your face to the cold shoulder who will threaten to kill your family. I mean, hey, if you know, if that ain't anime. Yeah, what is, really? Yeah. Like, where can you get that? Where can you get that, guys? At the Dairy Cultural Exchange Program. <laughs> or you can get it at the Good Anime Palette Podcast. On Spotify, Apple, Google, <laughs> yeah. wherever, wherever you Wherever you consume your podcast. Audible, Pandora. Fuck. You'll find us. Yeah, you'll find us. Just let or us... We'll, or we'll find you. Oh, Joe, Jesus. Go away, Will. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I really fucking like Yonder is... I love Kudere's, okay? Jesus. But I would absolutely like to date a Kudere oh! Yandere. I would okay, never uh, date it. Quick, 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 quick. What is your hierarchy of the th- the four types? Go. In terms of like re- IRL or an anime? Uh, uh, anime. Anime, uh, it would be uh, Yansun Kudan. Okay, for me, it is Kudere, Yandere, Dandere, Tsundere for anime. Right. But I think in real life, I think... Real life, it would be Dandere, Kudere... Sundere yandere. It's the yeah, exact yeah, yeah, opposite. Exactly, yeah, yeah. The ones I like the most to like the least in anime form, the exact inverse in real life. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So there you have it. Uh, an extensive, not so extensive guide on to the fucking dairy types. And, and also the taste of Will and Jason in terms of people. Just to be oh, clear, I love don't, interest. I, I don't like people spitting on me. That's not what I was trying to say. It's, of course, it's a metaphor, right? A, uh, yeah, it's a metaphor, sure. Right, love comes in all forms, well, and shapes, shapes and, and sizes. sizes. So there you go. <laughs> don't don't judge people. I can't. I'm not going to. I'm like, mommy. Yeah, that's a dairy type too, right? The the okasan dairy. <laughs> okasan dairy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not going there. That's not, oh, that's not going there. Oh, <laughs> domestic girlfriend wants a word with you, buddy. Matt. Well, I mean, I did say one of my favorite cooter races from domestic girlfriends. So, yeah. All right, so well, I think that it. that is it. Say no more. Oh my god, we we like dairies of all types, some more than others. Yeah, 
How do we end this? I don't know how. <laughs> Where do we go from here, man? We... God damn. Um, signing off. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Hey, this yeah. strawberry milkshake tastes pretty good, right? Yeah, this black and white one is okay. Yeah. Um, mm. very sweet. I should try the strawberry next time. Anyways, thank you very much for listening to this day's episode. Thank we, you so much. We'll come back to you very, very soon. Uh, we may even have a surprise if, if you haven't had enough of these dairy types. Maybe we'll do another episode later on. Oh right, yeah, that is happening, right? I mean, every everything has to have a, a follow up, right? We will, we, we may revisit certain topics in this in the show. In a this royal show. rumble, if you will. Oh, man. Let's not say anymore. We don't want yeah, to spoil okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. So we'll sign off from here. All right, peace guys, out, guys. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a good time. We'll speak to you guys soon. Later.